Welcome to the Getting Soul Fit Podcast. I am your host, Melissa Page, addict, alcoholic, turned sober and free, mental health advocate, guest speaker, fitness cover model, trauma-informed life coach, intuitive empath, lover of laughter, donuts, authenticity, and addicted to growth. Each episode, I will host a special guest or topic that will help empower you to conquer any and all obstacles and fears to rise. This show is your one-stop shop for raw truth and unapologetic growth. All right, welcome back to the show, you guys. I am so excited to introduce my next guest. So I was scrolling the gram and I came across a very powerful video of her speaking to blocking someone she had briefly dated after he proceeded to yell at her for saying hello to a neighbor. You guys, this hit me really hard. It resonated in my being as I have had my own experience dealing with an abusive ex. So her message was extremely strong. Do not minimize red flags. As I looked at her posts and checked out her music, I was blown away. Um, Special guest Janelle Simone is an award-winning singer, entertainer, and very empowering social media influencer. She also happens to be from my hometown, Charlotte, North Carolina. Janelle, would you mind introducing yourself to the listeners? Hi. Hi, listeners. Thank you so much, Melissa, for having me. I I am so I'm honored and I'm excited about this uh, interview and I, we're going to get into the meat and potatoes. But yeah, I'm a singer, um, award winning singer. I've been singing professionally for six years and I live in it, it live in Charlotte now, but I'm originally from Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's me. That's awesome. I actually, I have family in Atlanta as well. <laughs> um, I love Atlanta. It's gotten really, really busy though. Um, so uh, that was my first question was how long have you been uh, singing? Uh, so how did you, like, how did you get into singing? Um, I've been singing since I could remember. My mom used to play these records. So like Anita Baker, Sade, um, uh, the Isley Brothers, and I just, I've always loved music, so I've been singing ever since I was small, but as far as professionally, I got a divorce, mm-hmm. and I was so heartbroken, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to just write a song about it, and I'm going to sing it, I'm going to go to open mic, and I'm just going to let people hear it, and that's how I started. That is amazing, and I find that, like, a lot of amazing stories start with, you know, trials and tribulations. Um, mm-hmm. So that's extremely powerful. Uh, where, so where are you currently performing? Like what cities? So I am currently performing in Charlotte, Atlanta, New York. Oh. Um, and those are like my three main like hubs at this point. I'm trying to get out to LA eventually. Uh, that's going to happen this year. Fingers crossed. Okay, fingers crossed. And please let me know. <laughs> California, I would love to see you. Um, LA's about uh, I want to say like a five, six hour drive from here. So it's not, it's not bad at all. Um, I think I know you'll get there for sure. Um, so can you tell the listeners like your journey into pursuing your dreams? I mean, you kind of touched on it, but like from childhood, um, and just only share like what you're comfortable with, but this is a mental health podcast. So you know, nothing is off limits, um, basically to like how you became a singer and the road to where you are now. Absolutely. So singing 
I, I used to call it my nervous tick. Now I grew up, since we're speaking about mental health, I grew up in a very um, violent household, you know, domestic violence. My stepdad was uh, extremely abusive to all of us. And I'm one of five kids, by the way. And I'm the second oldest. And he really didn't like me because I'm not his biological child. So we really, you know, went at it as I got older because I decided to fight back. And so I would sing and that made me less nervous. You know, it helped my, with my anxiety. And after I moved out and moved to North Carolina and I found love or what I thought was love. And, you know, he didn't really encourage my singing. I, I think he even said something to the effect of you should do something else, which is so surprising because I'm actually... <laughs> I'm talented, but he just couldn't see it. And so when we broke up, I was just like, okay, I can let this talent die inside of me and let everybody from my stepfather to my ex-husband win this battle, or I can really make something out of myself. And so singing that first song at open mic and seeing the reaction, because I didn't expect people to say, oh my God, you can really sing or, oh my God, you're talented. I expect, I don't know what I expected. But send the reaction of the crowd and I got it the first time, the second time, the third time. I was like, oh my gosh, I can really do this for a living. And then I got started getting paid for it. It's like, I can make money from doing, like doing this. <laughs> and it just, it just snowballed. And I start meeting people and, you know, the universe will send you, when you walk in your purpose, the universe will send you everything that you need. And so I got producers and bandmates and dancers and it became this whole production. Gosh, that's amazing. And that, that just gave me chills because it's so true, right? Like when you walk in your purpose, the universe mm -hmm. will send you what you need because you're showing up with conviction. Like I'm actually serious. Mm -hmm. um, someone once told me that the universe or God or higher power, whatever you believe in does mm -hmm. not and would not put like a passion in your heart if they, he, she didn't expect to fulfill it. And so that's mm -hmm. kind of how like I've lived my life. So I love that you said that. That's amazing um, that you not only, cause that's like really brave. I mean, a lot of people have stage fright. Um, just public speaking is like one of the top phobias in the world, right? Mm -hmm. And so just doing that alone in and of itself is like so courageous, but doing it when you have naysayers, right? Um in your ear. And I think sometimes it, it more has to do with their insecurities um, over their disbelief in you. Um, there might be a chance that they, they did believe in you, but they were threatened by it. <laughs> you know? Right. Right. That's amazing that you've shown up for yourself in that way. And like, look what's happening and it can only get even bigger from here. Um, so what, like what entertainers or singers have you always looked up to and why? Um, I have, oh, um, entertainers. So I've looked up to, um, so many Tina Turner, um, just because her grace, her stage presence, she was a force. Um, Aretha Franklin, her voice. Um, uh, I love Nina Simone. I love her storytelling. I love how she could just make the room go quiet. Um, Beyonce, you know, as, as the latest, one of the greatest entertainers, living entertainers at this point, um, Michael Jackson, Janet Jackson, the list goes on. I, I love seeing, I love what entertainment can do when you realize that people are stepping in the room and, and they bring in all their, you know, 
their thoughts, their emotions. You don't know what they went through, but they're coming to you just so they can have a moment to forget and live and be themselves. And that's what we do as entertainers. We create those safe spaces for people to be and live in themselves in that moment before they have to go back to their regular lives or their jobs or their marriages or whatever, you know? Yeah, that's amazing. And I, it just makes me think like, as adults, right, we live in like a very busy, busy society, hustle and bustle. And like, a lot of us don't play, you know, yeah. and a lot of us carry trauma, right from the past. And I do feel I and I know this to be true, like music is definitely an outlet. And in many ways, like your music is like helping heal people, you know what I mean? So it's more than just a song. It's, it's, it's really like, everything like you mentioned the stage presence um tina turner's one of my favorites you know and her story um like what she went through in her marriage and like how she overcame is just it's it's just phenomenal right um so i'm so glad that you mentioned her and yeah everyone that you mentioned phenomenal phenomenal people um you speak very transparently and this is one of the things you guys that i i love about um her page. Um, and then when I looked at her videos and her music, I was like, wow, you know, so definitely, definitely I'll leave her links and then show notes. So check out her music as well. But you do speak very transparently about dating for the ladies, um, and what red flags to watch out for. Um, and you kind of touched on it, but like, can you share on like what happened in your own love life, um, that maybe had triggered, uh, some of these posts or maybe some of the lessons that you, that you learned? Absolutely. Um, so that story that I told about the uh, a guy I was just dating and he decided to yell and I, I immediately uh, saw those red flags. I got that from watching my mom with mm. my stepdad, right? Seeing that abuse. And I told myself, this, if you had to get a silver lining from that situation, which was horribly traumatic, horribly violent, I learned that I when I became an adult, I would never let a man yell at me or put his hands on me. So as I'm traversing this dating scene, just the smallest of red flags, because from one to 16, the last time a man put his hands on me was when I was 16 years old. That's when I started to fight back and I left. So, and that was my stepdad. Hmm. As, as an adult, I just refused to be that woman. Um, and so I couldn't fight back as a child, but I'm fighting back now. And so dating, I'm just looking at the red flags, you know, if, if it's, uh, you ask me where I'm at and, and you're like, not even just being concerned, just controlling those little things, because I've seen, I'm seeing how they, they grow into other behaviors that become, that can become dangerous. And my sister passed away because of the same situation oh from her boy. Yeah. I am so sorry to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And it made it real for me. It made it because even, you know, the last time I saw her with him, just the hovering over her and a woman like myself, I'm thinking, oh my God, he's so, he's so attentive. That's the word we use. He's so attentive. And then not when everything transpired and, you know, he unalived her, I had to start looking at like the behavior, like, wait a minute, that wasn't being attentive. That was like hovering over her, watching her. Like those little things, if you're not really meticulous, you can miss and wind up in a, a world of trouble. And unfortunately she couldn't save herself. It was too late. 
That's it. That's so like, oh my God, that's such an important message. Um, because some behaviors, like you mentioned, they, they appear mm -hmm. loving, but they're anything, but, and I know in my situation, it was, um, yeah, a lot of hovering. He constantly texted me and I wasn't used to a guy doing that. So I thought, oh, he's really into me. But what it was is he was trying to control me. And of course, mm -hmm. like you mentioned, you know, people talk about domestic violence and um, it is always, it always, always, always escalates and domestic violence, you guys starts with verbal. It always starts with verbal and controlling techniques, being, um, you know, overly jealous, you know, having someone that always needs to know, like where you're at, who you're with, what you're doing at all times, having to check in with them, but also like, you know, um, listening to your intuition too. <laughs> so yeah. That's mm -hmm. something I've learned the hard way. Like, don't ignore your intuition because even if you don't necessarily understand why you're feeling this way, it's extremely valid. Um, so I was looking at your, uh, not to switch gears here, but I was looking at your website and you also have a store. <laughs> Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. So I am building my uh, love book store, which I'm going to be selling my merchandise and getting everything kind of like finalized. But it includes like my love bug mugs because I also write. So obviously I write music, but also write short stories. And I thought stories and coffee, books and coffee, right? So my love bug mugs, my um, my champion sweatshirts are coming out with my uh, symbol that stands for love bug. And we're, st we're still working on the designs and finalizing those designs, but I'm really excited about it. And because domestic violence is one of my one of my top concerns because I grew up in a domestic violence um, household and 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 then my sister passing away from that. I am trying to get where I can have the proceeds, like a, a percentage of the proceeds go to like a, a, a safe haven or shelter mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. battered women. Since my mom was a battered woman and essentially I was, of course, an, an abused child. So it means a lot to me. It's very near and dear to my heart. That's amazing. Um, and I'm going to like, you guys, everything is going to be in the show notes. <laughs> so you'll be able to check that out as well. Um, so what is one thing uh, that you could, if you were to be able to go back in time, what is one thing that you would tell your younger teen self, if you could go back? Oh, good question. I love this question. Um, I would tell them just. It's going to sound so cliche. I, I would tell them that everything you believe about yourself is a lie right now. Because everything that I believed when I was a teenager was so negative. Like, I'm not able to do this. I can't do this. I'm not. It was such a lie. And I just, it was, it became my narrative, you know, and I just walked through life as a child with that, with that, with that narrative in my mind. Like, I can't, I'm not capable and I am so far beyond that right now. I would just tell my younger self, it is a lie. They lied to you. You have believed the lie. And not only are you capable and able, but you're more than, and you're, you're so much more than you think you are right now. And you're going to take the world by storm. Trust me, little girl. I love that. It just gave me goosebumps. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, I, I just thought of this too, while you were speaking, I'm like, you know, you are breaking generational trauma. You know, mm -hmm. everything mm -hmm. that you're doing, you're breaking a cycle, you know what I mean? So that's like, so 
that's a lot of responsibility, but it's <laughs> so, it's so worth it, you know? Um, so I was looking at the good girl album. Can you tell the listeners about your amazing album and you guys, again, a 10th reminder, check the show notes for her links, including like how to attend a show or to purchase her amazing album. Yeah. So this album, it really stems off my divorce. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I was told that love doesn't come easy. It doesn't come to, to, to women like myself. You know, we, we talk about statistics and marriage and all this kind of stuff like that. And so when I found it, I was like, I was so in love and love. I was so in love with him. I really was. And so when we broke up, it, it hurt. Mm -hmm. And I just, I needed a way to kind of like heal from that because it wasn't just him. It was, I played a part in it as well, because when you are told something like you're never going to be able to get this and you finally get it, you dig into it. You, you know, you want to hold on to it so much. And um, so I had my ways as well, nothing violent, but just, you know, I may have been sometimes emotionally manipulative. I mean, it, it, it happens. And so when we broke up, I said, you know what? I really need to heal from this. And that's when the good girl concept came into play with my first song being Prove It To Me, um, basically about allowing people to love you. And if you're going to love me, you're going to have to prove that you can love me. I, I, don't, I want action. Um, and it's, gonna, it's just a, 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 a list of just things you have to do to kind of go inside yourself, clean up and do some ironing. Like the self-esteem portion of it is in the album, you know, building your self-esteem, loving on yourself, allowing other people to love you. And then realizing that you are that girl, you are that one and nobody can tilt your crown or take your crown. The throne is yours. And that's what good girl wraps up into. That's amazing. That is amazing. I love it. I, I do. I really do. I do want to see you in LA. So <laughs> just want to make that known. Um, and you kind of did touch on, you know, there's like LA and some other things are in the works, but what are your next big dreams or goals? If you are open to talking about them? Absolutely. So I want to tour more. I definitely, I want to go overseas so badly, um, Europe and Africa. I want to, um, I do want to, I have started my book and I want to finish that. Um, and allow that to do what it does. I um I I possibly I'm, I'm speaking to the universe now. Universe, if I can handle it, I possibly want to be in a relationship. That it's a goal of mine. Um, and uh, I just want to continue with the with the self healing, and I also want to do some acting because I I just want to have anything creative acting, writing, singing. All of these things are like a part of me, and I want to explore those to the to, to the full capacity as, as, as much as I possibly can. You can, you can, <laughs> you mentioned <laughs> relationship. That's one of the things I'm manifesting right now. And I have this fear, right. Of, um, because I have grown from my abusive relationship and I took time off and I I'm working on my own little things that I needed to work on. And mm -hmm. there's still a part of me, my, when I say inner, inner wounded child, it's like afraid, like mm -hmm. if I can handle it. Right. But you can, it's, it's more like the right man needs to handle you, right? Mm. To handle you. And yes, I really believe that. Um, if it's what, if you want it in your heart, it's not if, it's just a matter of when, you know, because right now maybe he's doing some things he needs to work on to be the best version of himself to meet you. 
You know, mm. I truly, I don't know. I'm really big into manifesting. So no, you spoke <laughs> I really that believe me. that. I now that you Thank you. Spoke it into the universe, right? <laughs> the universe is hearing. Um, so is there anything else that you would like to add for our listeners today? Y'all listeners, just, you know, the, when you, you go through and I don't, I don't know how many of you out there have experienced being hurt. I, I, we've all experienced hurt, but it's the kinds of hurt, right? And when you are abused or violated or, you know, those types of traumatic experiences that are used to, to break you, you know, you find a, it takes a minute to get back to yourself and to piece yourself back together again. And though you'll never be the same, because I'm 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 not the same. The the childhood that I would have had, if it was a great childhood, I'm pretty sure I would have been a completely different person. But what it has done, me finding my way back to who I am, the authentic me, is is made me so much stronger. I know what to look out for now. I'm very keen and I'm very discerning. Um and with, through all of that, the biggest lesson that I've learned is I still have to allow people to love me mm-hmm. because that's one of the biggest byproducts of being in traumatic situations. You close yourself off. You're like, I don't want to deal with it. I must rather just skip all of it. But it hurts in the long run. So these people that the universe has like inserted into my life that have taught me like, look, that happened yesterday. I know it hurts. I know you went through it. But let somebody love you. You cannot carry this all by yourself. And it has been the greatest, most amazing journey thus far. And I'm in love with my friends, my circle, everybody who's touched my life, my heart. Melissa came in the picture and this has been (laughs) great. Allow people to connect and love you because you deserve it. Do not close yourself off and just be a recluse. You will not survive that way because even if you live physically you'll have an emotional death and you don't want to go through that just walking around as a zombie yeah and I also part of me has like I've told myself too if I do that I let all those people that hurt me in the past win Mm -hmm. and I'm not about that life (laughs) (laughs) I'm like no (laughs) you're not gonna win um thank you so much Janelle for your time today once again I will link your show notes, um, your show notes, your links in the show notes, um, you guys to contact her, buy her album, go see her live and show, and please check out her shop. Please also be sure to check out the show notes for some more resources and links. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a five-star review and please refer to a friend. If you would like to connect with me, I'm at the, the Melissa page on IG for more resources and life coaching breakthrough sessions. Thank you for listening and supporting. And if you're new and want to receive these in resources, the minute they come out, please email me at gettingsoulfitpodcast at gmail.com. And I promise to only send you guys the good stuff. hope you enjoyed today's episode check out the show notes for today's details on the show and be sure to share with a friend and subscribe i really love hearing feedback from you so please leave a review and let me know what resonated in the comments just a reminder you matter you are amazing and you are a warrior